Hey, what's up, guys? My name is Estella Coughlin, and you are listening to the Nest Podcast. Hello, welcome back to the Nest Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. We have a very special episode today. We have college student, member of Phi Delta Theta, competing bodybuilder, ambassador for BPN and Kane Footwear, and the host of the Stay Sexy podcast, Kaysen Malo. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. It's Thanks for coming great. on and sitting and chatting with me. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for yeah, inviting me. Yeah, of course. Okay, so right, right off the bat, your introduction, we got a lot going on. You've got a lot of stuff you've already accomplished at, are you 18 or 19? 19 now. At 19. Okay, so we're both the same age, but you've got a lot of stuff you've accomplished. Yes. And so we're going to get into all that. But before we do, how do we know each other? Um, I believe it was junior prom. Jun- yes. Dancing by myself. I don't even know why. And then you're like, hey. So we know each other from junior prom. He went to my school's prom with one of my classmates. Mm-hmm. And that's how I met him. Yes. So just prom, we met then. You went with one of my classmates. And you got to meet everybody, and I think we talked a little bit yeah, I mean, at the prom. Here's me at the prom, on the bleachers, everyone's dancing, and all of a sudden a bunch of ladies come up to me, like it was a group of you guys. And yes. Like, hey, let's get, let's get up and dance. Yeah, I, we're like, come on! <laughs> we're like, okay. <laughs> so. Yeah, and so that's kind of how how we met. Mm. Yeah, and then from there, we like followed each other on Instagram. Yep. And then... I think then did you start doing your bodybuilding stuff or was that after? I I think of the years. Yeah, because what when did you start like being interested? So I started bodybuilding like twenty twenty one. So I think I believe that was the the same year we met. Okay. And uh, gotcha. Wait, that was after COVID? No, before. Um. Yeah. After. No, that's after. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know the dates. Okay. Yeah. So and then I you got into it. Got into bodybuilding because I was looking for a challenge. I was like, "What's the next challenge I can do?" Mm-hmm. Because uh, before then, like COVID of twenty twenty, I was in my house doing nothing, and my friends like, "Hey, we should do a triathlon." Never did a triathlon in my life. It was one of those. Oh gosh. Trainers. Yeah, it was uh, you know, thirteen mile kayak or something like that. Twenty um, mile bike ride, mountain bike ride. So around Harmon Lake. Oh, okay. That's yeah. just up here, kind of north of town. Yep. Okay. And gotcha. then five uh, k to finish it off. Holy cow! We, yeah, we trained all summer for that. Oh man! And uh, I was like, that was fun. You know, I never really challenged myself. I was always scared to challenge myself. And I'm mm-hmm. like, what's the next best thing? So I, yeah. I had a friend did bodybuilding. I was always interested in the gym. I never really pushed myself. I never really got to lower body fat digits before. I always wondered, wondered, um, you know, what was that like? So mm-hmm. I, I hit him up, and he uh, agreed to coach me. And oh, sick! Yeah, the rest is history, and I'm hooked. So, and so it all started with a triathlon. Yeah, pretty and much. And that's not easy. No, no. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh! Like m- maybe I'll make it to a day where I do a triathlon. But so you just some one of your buddies is just like, you want to do a triathlon? Uh, pretty much. Yeah. So how did you even start training for that? Or did you guys have have your friend done it before? Or anything? No. You know, just freshen, fresh, fresh just COVID figure it out. Fresh to do and and uh, 
you know, the way we train for it, it was mm-hmm. uh, strange to say the least. We didn't really train properly. I think for the most part, we just ran and all we did was run. And we ran. Well, hey, build cardio, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, I mean, all we did was run. We maybe ran like a mile a day and then eventually a mile a day became like two or three. And okay. The most we ever ran was like a 5K though. So we only ran three miles. But that hey, that's what you need for the triathlon, exactly. 5K. <laughs> exactly. And and we didn't do any kayaking. We didn't do any, we barely did any mountain biking. So like the Oh, so. That, yeah. So the fact that we did that that day is crazy. Dang. We ended up doing pretty good as far as placing in our age. I can't nice. Remember, but it was pretty high up there. So. so was this like a team thing or was this like you two competing? Okay. Individual yep. thing. Okay. Sweet. Dang. And so you guys just running, hope. Hope the mountain biking oh. endurance and the kayaking yeah, goes in much. with it. And did you have to bring like your own bikes or kayaks? Everything, yep. Oh dang. Did you did you already have this? You're just ready? Um, so I already had my I already had a kayak. Okay. My friend supplied the mountain bike. Nice. Good just, for your friend. Yeah, we just crushed it. So nice. And from there you liked the challenge. Like the challenge. And then how much later did you start competing? So Right after that, I was like, I was looking for a challenge, like mm-hmm. I said, and I hit up my friend and he said, hey, we can do this. At this time, it was the start of junior year. Okay. And uh, I was like, hey, I want to do this. He's like, all right, uh, we can do this, but it's going to be um, next fall. Okay. So so we did this. We started talking and I didn't start dieting until like February of next year. So at this point, it's going to be 2021. Okay. Point. And then... 2021 of the fall was my first bodybuilding competition. So I dieted all throughout summer. Oh, dang. So, yeah. Good for you. And so what would go into dieting? If someone doesn't, like, doesn't know what that is, how would you explain that to them in, like, bodybuilding terms? Bodybuilding terms of dieting. Uh, it's, mainly it's calories in, calories out. Okay. If you're looking to cut weight, um, that's pretty much it. Gotcha. So, uh, it's like you burn more calories than you eat, pretty much. Is that like the yeah, calculation? Pretty much. Um, if you want to get bigger, eat more. And if you want to get smaller, eat less. And it's all about like fitness and like what you're what you're doing mm-hmm. and stuff. It could lead to a slippery slope though. I know when I yeah. was when I was competing, I ended up becoming, you know, anorexic and bulimic. Uh, yeah, because that doesn't that like it's your mental- self-image yeah just a-, a whole mental thing besides like physical it's a mental thing too you got to look at yourself you're comparing seeing your image mm-hmm. how you'll be presented on stage and yeah it's definitely not an easy easy hobby or challenge to tackle uh, mentally speaking. or physically it was just crazy i think bodybuilding mainly um you know the diet is the big part mm-hmm and it's just it's a big mental game, like you said. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, for me, gym was fun. The gym was fun. I can work out whenever. But it was the restriction the restriction of calories. And yeah. it was the being on top of my like my food. I ate the same thing for the whole summer. Like breakfast, dinner, and lunch. Was what was it? What was your breakfast, dinner, lunch? Okay, so my breakfast every single day was uh, 40 grams of oats with two eggs and a scoop of protein. And then all my other like vitamins and stuff. Okay. And then for supper, it was like 140 grams of ground beef, 95.5. And then I want to say 100 grams of rice. Wow. And then 
yeah, it was maybe 150 grams of asparagus too. So, well, wait, why specifically asparagus? So asparagus, it has um, different vitamins and minerals in it. Okay. And it helps with um, your body composition. It kind of helps with your, your metabolism. Okay. And it makes your, it kind of dries out your skin in a way. Okay. Makes you uh, less bloated, I should say. Okay. I understand that. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. And then uh, supper was the same thing as my lunch. So it's, Oh, okay. Yeah, same thing every single week. Every single I week. guess grocery shopping's pretty Yeah. It was pretty easy. You pretty know easy. where all the aisles and where everything. And then eventually you just got less and less of the food. And then uh, I was ready for the show. But I mean throughout there, I mean, you have to be dedicated. Like if you're, mm-hmm. if you're saying you're gonna do bodybuilding, you have to be like Yeah, it's not just like wishy washy in yeah, and out. It's exactly. like if you're gonna do it, you have to like commit do it because <laughs> uh that date won't change when the show is mm-hmm. and your body's gonna react depending on how dedicated you are mm-hmm. um you know there's multiple parties and different uh groups settings where i had to be like i can't be around this or i can't i can't yeah. eat with you guys sorry because mm-hmm. i was just focused everyone looks at you insane but once you get down yeah. there, you get down there and you you win a couple shows you're like this was all worth it so no just doing bodybuilding like even just consistently going to the gym Mm. or dieting is already impressive but doing like the shows going up there presenting yourself presenting your work what you've done for so long and presenting it and being not only presenting but being judged on it yeah that that takes courage so i applaud you for that like yeah no you deserve it because that's not something like you don't see people every day being like, yeah, I'm a bodybuilder. I compete in bodybuilding because it shows that it's a hard thing to do and it takes commitment, work, and it's a challenge. And yeah, so I applaud you for that. Well, that if, is very cool. if it was easy, everyone would be. Yes. Right? Yes. It's the same thing with this podcast thing. I'm, I'm sitting with all these cool different trinkets that you have and it's crazy. I'm admiring it. So. Well, thank you. No, I'm into like the tech part of things so i was really before i had the podcast i was hundreds of youtube videos how to do it like all this stuff Mm -hmm. so it's also like i wasn't like okay podcast beginner kit even though that's probably just as good yeah like honestly all you need is just like a phone and a microphone which is on your phone Mm -hmm. so pretty much all you need is a phone but that's just like at minimum but yeah. yeah, I'm interested in this all. Extras. <laughs> Ex- accessories, if you were mm. to say. Yeah, but who's been your biggest inspiration with bodybuilding? Biggest inspiration. Um. So, I mean, if you're going for a local inspiration. Yeah. There's, Let's... there's two different types. For okay. Um, there's this guy named Cole Hankey. Okay, I think, was he, was he a guest on your podcast? He was a guest on the Okay, podcast. I think I... That yes, I listened to that one. Awesome. That was very good. It was good. Yeah, a lot of knowledge bombs in there. Yes. So, um, it was Cole Hankey. He was my coach, and he was the person that got me into bodybuilding. So without awesome. him, nothing would have happened. So that's the guy you reached out to when you're like, I need a challenge. Yep. And he helped you get in. Mm-hmm. And, okay. And awesome. Then, um, again with the local inspirations, like when I go to the gym, I kind of like I pick someone out in the gym. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna stay here longer than you, or Oh, interesting. <laughs> Wait, that's like a good like mindset or like challenge for yourself. Yeah. Find someone at the gym mm-hmm. 
and just try to Pick subconsciously, subconsciously, yeah, like put on a little challenge. Mm. I like that. So then, do you have an, what were you gonna say? You inspiration at the gym? So yeah, like my inspiration at the gym is just random people. Whoever, whoever you want to stay longer than that day. Yeah, and I mean it's kind of cool too because I'm at a point where I'm, and this sounds narcissistic and stuff, but I'm at a point where people come up to me. They talk to me because they, they know me as uh, Case Mall, Case Mall, the bodybuilder, or the Case Mall, the the guy with you know a platform. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying like I'm not trying to be like no, toot your own horn. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> it it takes a lot of work and consistency. Yeah. To actually you know gain a name, gain a reputation. So soak it in. Yeah. That's awesome. It's great. And it has its moments where it's like, all right, I got to get back to yeah. I got to keep <laughs> yes. But I mean. They motivate me just as much because mm-hmm. I mean that comes with good and bad. Because um, it's 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 difficult in a way to to maintain this like body percentage, this body fat percentage. Yeah. Because when everyone knows you as that bodybuilder or as that guy that's fit, it's kind of hard to you know break out of that and like enjoy life. And you got to enjoy life a little bit. So how do you manage just like your lifestyle of working towards competitions, bodybuilding? being in a fraternity, a college student, a young adult? How do you just, like, manage that lifestyle while also trying to manage a lifestyle of just being a young adult? Yeah. So, I mean, pretty much what it is, is you got to have – you kind of have to look at it and be like, all right, I want to be really successful in this. It's whatever you want to be successful at, right? Yeah. I want to. I want to be really good at, you know, having a lower body fat than others. I want to still have that healthy side. But I also want to be, you know, because healthy can quickly become unhealthy, right? Mm-hmm. So I want to also have a healthy balance with my yes. work. And uh, so for me, I joined a fraternity, not because of the party. I joined it for uh, networking and uh, possible opportunities outside of outside of college. Because when you're a Phi Delta or whatever sorority or fraternity you're in, um, everyone in the nation who is a Phi Delta is also your technically your brother or sister so you could just reach out and be like hey um you know what's up yes i love how you said that because still breaking the stereotype i still tell people like sorority greek life fraternity life is not just it's stereotype yeah like how you joined because of the networking and the opportunities Mm -hmm. you know everyone has their different reasons to join greek life but another excellent reason is to network, exactly. have opportunities outside of that. And yeah, we get like, for our sorority, we have like a whole list of names of everybody that every, well, sister that was in the exact sorority and chapter. And we have like their email, their contact, and they'll come and speak to us. And we already have those connections and just by being in the sorority yeah you reach out just like say like hey i am i'm a sister of like alpha omicron pi the alpha phi chapter in montana i i was wondering like for an internship i see you've got this business connect stuff like that so i think that is a great part about greek life yeah no it's it's weird because, like, when I say hey, I am in fraternity, everyone gives you that mm-hmm. side eye, like, "Oh, you like the yeah. party, oh, you, you do." Yeah, because there is that stereotype, yeah. you know, and it's like, "Oh, you're 
bodybuilder, but are you? Yeah. yeah, and so it's it can be kind of confusing, but that's where the stereotype is. I don't know. I'm a big advocate for it's not just all fun and games. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It can be, but it's not all. So and that's what I that's what I do too. Um, I kind of am grateful that I joined a fraternity because otherwise I'd be too strict. And by being too strict, then it's unhealthy. Then people can look at me like, oh, that's unhealthy. So it kind of like grounds, that's true. Me, grounds me in a way, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not partying all the time. We throw parties. But when I do join parties, mm-hmm. I'm able to. I'm able to like let go and relax and, and do other things. Like yeah, that. good for you. So Still finding that balance, having fun, mm-hmm. but also still being disciplined within the fun. Yeah. I like it. And so, have you met, or, I mean, because there are so many, wait, okay, backtrack. How many people are in your fraternity, Around like the number? 40 guys. We uh, Okay, is it a newer? So, it's kind of new. It's kind of okay. new. We got kind of, something happened in 2014, 2009, 2014, something happened. Okay. And then we got reinstated, and now we're on the come up. Okay. building it up again so it's kind of new it's kind of cool to be on that um build process of making uh what phi Delta once was in the campus um we were one of the first fraternities on UND's campus oh interesting so it's kind of okay. it's kind of crazy you see our composites and it's like maybe 100 and some guys or like you know 70 some guys mm-hmm. and then you look at these recent years and it's like you know 30 20 people 40 people yeah and uh i mean this year we're looking at like 50 or yeah. good for you we keep adding we keep adding and i mean the cool thing that i joined fidel the reason why i joined was because it wasn't really a party frat i mean it's uh it's more of a you know hang out get together mm-hmm. socialize yeah right and I mean, for me, here I was, I was just in my room. I was doing nothing for the first two weeks of college. And mm-hmm. I was like, dang, I'm, I'm too scared to talk to women. I'm too scared to talk to people. I got to join. I got to join something. And, yeah. And uh, one, one of my friends wouldn't get off my case about joining. Next thing you know, I, I rush. I join. Okay. And I, I meet all these cool guys within the fraternity. And I get opportunities to talk to different, um, you know, people and women. Yeah. I mean, I have different sororities. So it's... It forces me out of my shell quite a bit. So awesome. I know that's what I also love because well, like being in a fraternity, you're involved in Greek life. And even you network and socialize amongst all the different sororities and fraternities. So not only do you get to meet the people in your fraternity, but you can also meet like a lot of people in Greek life. Mm. I love that. So then you did formal recruitment. If it's formal recruitment for guys. So like a rush? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. We call it formal oh, recruitment. God. But yeah, yeah. Okay. Kind of kind of the same. Okay. Sweet. Okay. Now let's go back. You said your first like two weeks of college. Mm-hmm. You're just like sitting around, you know, a little too shy to talk to other people, meet other people. What would you have? Like what advice do you have for incoming college freshmen yeah so the advice i'd give for incoming freshmen is to literally join anything um don't be afraid to talk to people because everyone else is afraid to talk to people (laughs) so Mm -hmm. it's true might as well just break the ice and be awkward together and Mm -hmm. meet as much friends as possible and you know everyone you might think everyone doesn't like you or hate you right 
and it's nine times out of ten you're in your own head mm-hmm. so my biggest advice is just get out there try something new join a club or two and uh, make friends connect um for me i was lucky that i had someone within the fraternity to kind of like speed run my way to join yeah um, and you had a connection that yeah yeah in it awesome so, and it kind of helped me make i mean like overnight made 40 friends you know no it honestly is you do the recruitment and then you meet all the guys and that's already you meet yeah, yeah 40 people right like, off the bat i guess just you can say that. i paid for them i paid for my friends <laughs> but I mean, how do you yeah how do you feel feel about people saying yeah uh fraternity sorority is paying for your friends what would you say about that i think it's kind of true but i mean to be honest that's true because i wouldn't meet them anywhere else yes if you look at it like that yes but i mean i wouldn't have it any other way so true true if i have to pay you know 100 some bucks a semester just to oh that's low no it's it's like wait that's ours is like five something okay okay semester okay yeah and then gotcha 400 a a month for rent so okay are you living in the house now this year or this year because you do you have a roommate last year? Yeah, I was in the dorms last year, and, and this year I'm going to live in the house. Be okay. House manager there, so. Oh, you already got a position. Oh, yeah, exec. So I ran. Congratulations! And that's like that's like the executive like team. So good yeah. for you. Yeah, it's crazy. You don't see much of a, you know, lower classmate. You don't yeah, no, not that that's much. awesome. So it's cool. Good for you, and yeah. house manager. Yeah, so. We'll do you see. get like a special room or something or I could. Something? I could get a special room, but I kinda like I kinda made a home base with the room already. Okay. Gotcha. Um, so Are you doubling worked. up with somebody? No, so uh so towards the end of last semester, um, they were giving away like we had a bunch of free rooms and they just said, oh, Hey, come heck? move in for the rest of this the semester and Oh, so you were you were already like there for like maybe two months. Oh, for free. Oh, gosh. So that's pretty cool. What the heck? Okay. And then, yeah, I kind of made home base there, and now I don't really want to move out. So it would have been bigger. Yeah. It's a bigger room, though. And it's like, uh, I don't know. I don't uh, know. But you've already established a room that you mm-hmm. kind of like. Yeah. You guys have like a chef? No. Know. Okay. We're not bougie like that. We no. Used to, we used to have maybe, a maybe at 50 members. Yeah, maybe. Maybe at 50 members, you can petition for a chef. Y'all sororities are crazy though. You have chefs yeah. and everything. It's cool. It's cool. Yeah. No, we yeah we do have a chef in ours. Yeah. Mhm. They yeah they make good food. <laughs> no, they I I do like it, but we have like I honestly actually don't know how many we have. I want to say ninety to a hundred, maybe over a hundred. I'm honestly not sure though, because you know you have people that join. And then they drop or, you know, they transfer or they graduate. So the number is always changing. But we did get a lot of girls. um, Spring. Yeah. Well, yeah, a lot of girls spring and a lot of girls in the fall. Okay. Of 2022. Yes. So, but numbers are changing all the time. But yeah. Anyway, so that with still with the fraternity, you do something, uh, what what is it? Fidel? No, no, no. Well, that's the name, the Iron Five. Iron Five. Okay, I was like, <laughs> I know it's something. Yeah. It's like, five. I, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, tell us a little bit about that. 
Iron Fi. So basically, Iron Fi is our philanthropy. We uh, um, raised money for ALS. Uh, okay. Because Lou Gehrig was a alumni of Fidel, and he, he, you know, it was named after him. Um, Lou Gehrig's disease, ALS. So um, famous baseball player and everything, and you know, Iron Fi is basically a program for for uh, students within the fraternity to run and you basically raise a thousand dollars for ALS and you become an iron fly and it's it's great I mean I've never raised money in my life for anything besides that and it was crazy to to see all the love and support mm-hmm. and not only was it making me feel good inside it was helping other people out yeah. in my community yeah so that was cool um, and a thousand dollars isn't any just small amount no. you're raising like a good chunk of money for a good cause for your fraternity and like you pick something is it like yeah you pick you, a fitness event yes that's what it is so that's like up your alley too yeah i know it was just like calling me so yeah no literally <laughs> so i ended up doing for my iron fight event i ended up doing 225 for 100 squats okay so for people that don't know what that means yeah that's like 225 pounds 100 squats 100 reps and then yeah so i did that 100 times small squatting Dang. Yeah. And you did one rep for every dollar? Dollar. Okay. Pretty much. And it, I mean, I did the math and I think I think it's a little bit more, but I think it was one rep every 10, but I can't remember. Okay. Because a rep is just like one. Yeah, one. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. It's the movement of doing something. Doing. Okay. Sweet. So, okay. So when you did 10, you'd take... Like a thousand divided by ten. Yeah. So it's like a hundred, a hundred reps. Okay, sweet. But you had a little more than that, so probably a little more. Yeah. Than a hundred. Well, nice. That's awesome that you even raised a thousand, but even no, more. It was it was crazy. Because yeah. I saw you were like, were you like Instagram living it, or yeah. how did you? So I Instagram lived it, and it's on my Instagram right now. And go check him out at Casemall twenty three. Yes, go check it out. <laughs> and uh, it's on my reels. It kind of came out like botchy, but it's still Man, there. It's still it's there. Still there. <laughs> the content is in it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, no, it was crazy. I uh, ended up dying. Oh, like no, that dead. sounds horrible. There's a, oh. there's a, you know, for a good cause. Yeah. For but that cause. sounds rough. <laughs> yeah, I was on the ground and oh, gosh. you could see like this whole body outline of like my sweat. It was oh, crazy. gosh. It was cool. So, how did you pick 225? Did you, is that like, just a number, um, 25 pounds, like, that's so what... I thought it was an impressive number. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Like, is that your personal best, or is that... Did you just want a number where you knew you could do 100? I knew it was going to be a, a challenge. Yeah, no, so. I feel like even just, like, the bar. <laughs> the bar. Anyway. Yeah, no, I mean, do be surprised. Just the bar could, could be a lot. Because if you do, like, 100, yeah. like, the quantity... But 225, yeah, good for you. Nonetheless, that's insane. Yeah, so one of my friends did like a deadlift, deadlift thing right now. Oh gosh, and ooh! That, he did that for hundred. I was like, dang, I kind of want to do that, but I didn't want to copy him, so I just decided to do squats. And I think another uh, brother in the house is gonna do uh, a bench or something like that. So ooh! I was trying to get him to a thousand dollars. So 
And do you have a uh, do you have a certain period of time you need to raise the money by? Not really. Okay. But I kind of so, wanted to get it done. Yeah. As, I wanted to get it done as soon as possible within that semester because it'd be kind of difficult to do my event during the summer. So yeah. So then you put it out like, okay, I'm doing this. Here's where you can go donate. Mm-hmm. And then once you do have a thousand dollars or more raised. Then you went on Instagram Live, and then that's when you showed you doing the squats. Mm -hmm. Okay, gotcha. And so you got done in a semester, or even like yeah, I got it done in like two months. Well, yeah, good for you. Raised thousand dollars in two months, which is awesome. That's awesome, and for your first like fundraising thing, yeah, yeah, no, it's my first philanthropy ever, so so it's great. I know that helped help someone else. Yes, no, Um, that's awesome. And so how many people do the Iron Fi? Um, for us, I think I'm like person three. I think okay. I'm like three people so okay. far. It's fairly new. It, it launched in like 2011. Okay. So the whole Iron Fi event thing. Um, it's fairly new. But yeah, we have a couple guys this semester that are running for it. We have like three of them. So hopefully they all get it. Okay. It, it kind of puts our house on the map. It puts it yeah. kind of spotlights house like oh yeah that's super cool North Dakota Alpha chapter you know so this is like and this is like a bigger thing outside just like UND yeah so every five out does an iron five that's cool yeah. and so you were of the three of your house three of the house to be mm. dang good for you that's awesome and so with that are there any other philanthropy events that you guys do for ALS besides that we do a couple different events um you know in the Halloween we'll have a Halloween philanthropy and we make our house turn into like a haunted house okay I've heard of houses doing that I think that's a great idea it's pretty cool I mean the guy that did it uh, last year and it's gonna do it this year he keeps trying to best himself he keeps trying to better himself and last year he knocked it out of the park it was crazy it was uh you wouldn't even know it if if it was a a fraternity because like our rooms got like changed 180 degrees he had hit walls up and everything holy cow and do you guys have to work it yeah yep nice so and And then that's sweet and then do you guys sorry i didn't mean to interrupt um but then do you guys have to also get service hours at all no okay no but it doesn't hurt it doesn't hurt i love that response yeah doesn't hurt it's not required but it doesn't hurt you should we should try to get service hours. I mean, we every now and then we try looking into our community and see if like an ALS family needs some help breaking leaves, and we'll do that. Or like awesome. different like house tasks. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, we're trying. We're in the process of finding a new sponsor family to to help out. So. Okay, so what what's a sponsor family so in terms just, of a uh, fraternity? Just a family that we you know kind of help out. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, gotcha. Okay, so do you guys usually have a sponsor family for a year or a semester? Yeah, I, th- I believe that's how that works. It's okay. We have a family that will help out for a year or, or two and, and yeah, give them our services when we can. And Wait, that's awesome. And then, uh, yeah, so we got the Halloween philanthropy, and then we have another one in March, which is our St. Friday's Day. We call it Friday's Day. Okay, okay, so what is involved in that? So it's a, it's a pancake feed. Okay, which is, gotcha. It's crazy. Like the whole team gets together. We buy, you know, X amount of pancake batter and eggs and, and stuff like that. And the whole house is working it. We have people in the front greeting people, people in the back um, either cooking, playing the tunes, or uh, socializing with the guests. And we, we raise like maybe 
I want to say that it's like a, a grand or two. Okay, it, nice. It was two grand last last uh, semester for the uh, St. Friday's Day. That's and awesome. The attendance was great. It was it was great. We had a little after party. Uh, played some. Uh, My name is by Eminem, and we all okay. Just kind of went okay. Down to the dance. It was great. Love <laughs> that. And so, also, did other people from fraternities and sororities come oh, yeah. and eat? the pancakes and support the philanthropy too so it's cool when you're in like you know greek life every mm-hmm. house i mean yeah you'll have your rival rivalries but every house loves to support one another in a way mm-hmm. i mean yeah you might be like oh i don't like sigep or whatever yeah you'll still go up because it's their yeah. philanthropy you know yeah it's, and it's it goes like bigger than just yeah, the house just the house and just the people it's mm-hmm. what they support yes them. yes that's the word yeah so i mean different different sororities different fraternities came by and i mean we had like we called the special sauce it was great we have a awesome homemade icing thing oh yeah it was man it was great nice but, no that's awesome that you guys do that because i know yeah for us we have different um events and stuff to raise money because we're the arthritis like juvenile arthritis mm. so i was just wondering kind of what you do i think that's always interesting so then let's go back to the bodybuilding now. Sure. Okay. So with the competitions, you've only competed once so far or twice? Um, or three times? Wait, how many times? <laughs> I'm like, wait. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, I think, I believe I just did my third show in like okay. October. Awesome. Yeah, and I think spring of next year, I'm going to do another one before fourth. Okay. Um, but yeah, and- I mean... It's great. Each and every time you kind of look back and like, this is what I could have done better. I was leaning there here. I was I like better there. And uh, I mean, every show you have a possibility that getting like different sponsors or, or catching someone's eye and like everyone, it's it's not, it's less of a conceited sport than the actual stereotype is. Everyone's kind of like, you know, there for everyone. There's a bunch of camaraderie in the posing room and the, and the stage. Everyone's like, hey, you killed it. Um, congrats on getting this um, low on the body fat and uh, yeah it's great that's good to hear and so with that um, what's your like routine like let's say it's a few days before competition are you nervous how are you feeling do you have a special routine you do or before you go on stage anything like that yeah so by then I'm a couple days out I'm pretty tired so, yeah, no, I, I bet. I bet. I'm like depleted of calories and a couple of days out I'm just kind of chilling. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not going to the gym, not working out as much. I'm probably going there for a quick pump and then leave. And then uh and then like the day of or the the day prior to the show, I uh kind of just chillax and, and chill. And when I mean, you get there to the day before and you, that's when you tan and you get your tanning on. And then the next day, sometimes you'll have to do a touch-up tan and then get glossed up and show ready. Nice. Do you have, like, a ritual before you go out? Do you do anything special or do you just no. put on a smile, ready to go? <laughs> I kind of, I mean, I kind of, like, bust out, like, some Eminem on the way. Okay. On the way. Okay. Is that your favorite artist? Uh, or do you just like that because he has pump-up music? It's one of those pump-up yeah. things. I, I, you can't go wrong with Eminem, though. I mean, I can probably get down to anything. Michael Jackson, anything. Just Okay, I like it. Yeah, just get my own headspace and then uh, go on stage and kill it. So, Great attitude. Great attitude. 
And then from that, what do you do once you've completed the show? Like, how does that look like kind of so, yeah. recovery from being depleted before, if that makes sense? Yeah, so like right after the show, you have to do this thing called refeeds, which is you're basically slowly adding calories back into your diet. So like the first yeah. week, you're still technically eating what you have been eating. And then the next week, you'll add maybe 100 or 200 calories and different different uh, micronutrients, right? And then you'll do that until you get to a, a body fat that you're comfortable with, your normal body fat that you started with, and then you can go from there. Um, otherwise, if you don't do a refeed, you let's just say you get done with your bodybuilding show and you eat it normally, which a lot of people do. But if you continue to eat normally, your metabolism spikes and then it kind of screws up and and then you just uh, kind of spiral into um, out of control and start you know binge eating and then you add all this weight right away. So it's yeah, so weight. fair. And then your body dysmorphia kicks in. So like it's because mm-hmm. you're used to seeing yourself like show ready. Yeah, yeah. So for me, like my I think it was my first show, I uh, or second show, I got done. I was I was dieting for the whole you know six seven months. Mm-hmm. And I was like I'm done with this and. Um, my coach just kind of like let me go on the free reign. He was like, all right, um, here's what I recommend, but, you know, have fun or whatever. And as soon as I had fun, I couldn't stop having fun with, in terms of what I was eating. Yeah. And uh, you get a taste of the more freedom. Yeah. Not being in the competition mindset. You're like, oh, my gosh, it's so great. <laughs> and then, but then the calorie, yeah. Calories add up. And, and, you know, for me, it was all this water weight came up and you can see it in my face you can see it in my uh physique and you know body dysmorphia you're like oh my gosh i look like a water buffalo it's bad <laughs> but no i yeah like i said besides the physical toll on your body it's definitely mental so how would you say you try to overcome that i say i mean i, I reach out every now and then mm-hmm. from friends saying support from others yeah that's a pretty much biggest thing otherwise mm-hmm. i'm pretty like in my own head and that's yeah okay to get started pretty yes. fast but um i like how you reach out to other people that are in the same industry doing the same thing yeah have the same you know feelings and thoughts as you that's exactly. good that's good and like honestly it doesn't really get too crazy mm-hmm. I mean, i'm pretty i'm pretty of a motivational guy anyway so yeah like, no honestly and so okay yes getting to the motivation why are you so motivated all the time? Why do you keep doing what you're doing? Why do you, you know, keep keep crushing life? Honestly. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. Yeah, of um, course. I kind of, I don't know how or why I'm the way I am. I kind of, I know when I was growing up, I got bullied. And I was like, dang, this sucks. This is not cool. And um, eventually I was like, I'm not going to, I tried to not treat anyone else like I was treated. If that makes sense. Total sense, yes. <laughs> yes, and, and I'm out. sorry that you got bullied. That, no, that's cool. No, that literally sucks. Anybody out there, don't bully. Oh, that's boy. literally like, that should be a no-brainer. But some people just haven't gotten it in their heads and they need it like drilled into their heads. So like, I, I asked this question all the time. Do you think though that bullying is like a necessary evil? Because like, I mean, for me, if I never got bullied, I would have never went to the gym. I would have never, like, said, oh, I'm getting bullied because of this, and I want to better myself. I guess, do you think it is a necessary evil to have self, 
improvement? Or what do you think by that? Interesting. That's an interesting question. It's a hard one too. So what would you say or how would you define necessary evil? Like uh like an evil that had to be done in order for you to be better. to even get that motivation. Yeah. I would say I believe that everything happens for a reason, but obviously I do not think bullying is good by yeah. any means, but I do see how you're saying like because I got bullied that um drove me to want to go to the gym to want to from there do all this stuff i would say i don't think i think there could be other ways that there could be a necessary evil i definitely don't think it did have to be bullying i think there could be other events that could spark that motivation but I don't know. Is that answering your question or am I like sliding off it a little bit? I mean, kind of. Yes. Okay. I kind of hit it. I kind of hit it. Kind of hit it. Kind of did it. Yeah. Okay. Um, Wait, could you rephrase it in a different way? Like, like, uh, trying to think of the word. It's, uh. Like, are you saying in your situation or. Like in general, do people need to face adversity? Oh, okay. Yes, I definitely did not answer that. Okay, in general, in general, I feel like people need to, I feel like in general, people will face adversity. I don't think it's whether or not you need it. I think it's whether or not, or I think it's when you face adversity, how to, how do you respond to it? And how do you use that to better yourself rather than have that take you down? Mm. or not better yourself or you know the other party exactly but that's how i look at it i don't think it's a time of do you need to face adversity but when you do how will you respond to the ad- adversity mm. if that hits it yeah is that hitting it yeah okay okay yeah but i think yeah i think everyone will and just depends on if you use that as a catalyst to you know help you pursue your goals or even motivate you to even want to pursue goals, Mm -hmm. I guess. So I I kind of, I channeled all that adversity and I made it into something uh, bigger. So I found to, you know, not bully anyone else. Cause I see these upperclassmen and, you know, most of them are like, you know, conceited. They thought they were, you know, well, older than you. Yeah. Talk to you. Yeah. Too cool. Too cool. Right. Yeah. So now that I'm in this position of being like technically the, upperclassmen or whatever mm-hmm. you know i i give people my time you know i don't care how how big i am in terms of like social media and stuff or mm-hmm. or uh you know how big i am in the gym or whatever yeah you're still all human beings at the core yeah you're just humans exactly. trying to just go through life exactly the only thing different is maybe you have a higher number of followers or you know uh, more experience in bodybuilding or a higher number in age. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's what I kind of do. I just give everyone my time and, you know, I mean, they'll, they'll help you and you'll help them. I love that. So, yeah. So that's how I got, became kind of motivational. That and when I first started, you know, being the motivational guy, I tried to brush it off as a joke. So I was on my Snapchat and I called these things muscle updates. And everyone likes to laugh at the fat guy. So that's what I kind of did. I, I was like, well, if there's one positive thing I can do, I can make people laugh. 
So I kind of I was being goofy on the on the stories on Snapchat, saying, "Hey, look at my muscles here and there and there." And I wasn't really like big at all. I was pretty, I was pretty fat. And you know, eventually I was like, oh, "I have something here," because people would come up to me in school and they're like, "Hey, stay sexy. Hey, get after it. You're looking great." And I was like, "I, I might have something here." So I continued. Mm-hmm. I continued to, you know, grind, and and eventually my physique got better and better. And then, uh, you know, my bullies became less and less. And now my bullies become my greatest supporters. They're like, oh, my gosh. you See how the us. tables have turned. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. You're, you're killing it. Or I, I always knew you could do it. Stuff like that, right? Oh, I when people say, I, you're like, no, you didn't. <laughs> you, okay, that, I'm like, okay, I don't know. When people say that, I'm like, yeah. Like, Did oh, you, man. though? <laughs> yeah, thanks, man. Thanks, yes. That's a good way to respond. Thanks, man. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, That's a good way. Whatever. Yeah. And like, I won't even hold a grudge. I'm like that. Uh, the video, like, I have no enemies. Our life's too short. Life's too short to hold grudges. Life's too short to be mad at everyone. You know, especially if it's petty. If it's petty and stuff, like if it's something mm-hmm. that you said in middle school or something you said in high school. I mean, yeah, that stuff sucked during that time. But now that I'm older, I'm able to look back at it. I'm like, well, he or she needed more time to grow up. Mm-hmm. And it's all, about like gro- that. it's all about growing up. I like that. So, but yeah, and then, you know, eventually I, I kind of did it for everyone else. As far as being motivating and as far as like having all these dreams and aspirations, it was always for someone else and not me, which is pretty bad. Like I was like, oh, I'm going to show them. I'm going to prove them wrong. And like, that's good. But it's also very bad for me mentally. Because at the end of the day, I should be doing it for me. I should, you know, try to be better, better myself in the gym for myself. I should try to better myself. Yeah, for myself. Yeah, no, I I hear you. But it also, you, I also do like how you use other people as a motivator to be like, I'm going to show it for them, even though the intention might have not been like perfect right at the beginning. But hey, that's what helped you. Yeah. Get through. I mean, <laughs> wherever you find strength, I guess. Honestly. And uh, I mean, originally, like I said, I went to the gym to prove them wrong, but also to try to get a girlfriend or try to get a girl, a girl's attention. And I mean, middle school, high school, or half of high school. I mean, that's as you're going through changes, that's all you can really think about. Which is so, uh, yeah. And needless to say, I've gotten more guys' attention than girls. So. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, at least you're honest about it. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's great. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, you're so big. And Danny David sounds cool. Oh, but inspiration to them. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah, that's what hey, I'm saying. It's, like, it's still something. It keeps me going too. When I see a, a younger classman or someone that thinks, that looks up to me. Yeah. It's like, wow. Like you were in that position yeah. not too long ago, looking up to Whoever. some other person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now you're the one that they look up to and you're just like yeah. must have done something right exactly and i think covid was as much a, as much as that stuck as much as that sucked mm-hmm. um it provided a lot of people to try different avenues within their own life um so it's almost like that if you want to say that was a necessary evil i mean it was i mean yeah all know. humans had to face that. I yes. Now I get the nest. Okay, yeah. okay. Now I understand the question. But, Even though we're long past that. Yeah. It's uh, I mean, thanks to COVID, I wouldn't be where I am right now. I wouldn't have tried a triathlon 
you know, because I mm-hmm. had a busy schedule. Mm-hmm. Busy air quotes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, after doing the triathlon, I was like, all right, what's next? And I wanted to show mm-hmm. people that even though I was fat or even though I was quote-unquote overweight, I was still able to kick butt. I was still able to, to, to crush it whenever I put my passion towards. Period. And, and yeah. <laughs> yeah so. Love that. And period. That's it. That's it. <laughs> No, I, I love that. And so what motivates you to keep being motivational for others? Uh, what motivates me is because it's it's kind of kind of keep up with appearances as much as that sucks. Yeah. To, to say. And I don't want to make it sound like I'm like some hot shot or something like that. I don't want to sound conceited or anything, but no, no. For lack of better words, it's kind of to keep up with appearances. And I'm, there's there's moments where you know, I'm not very motivational or inspirational, but everyone's human right yeah and uh and what keeps me wanting more of myself better of myself and better of others is you know i've seen what it's done it's done for me personally mm-hmm. and i'm the oldest one in my family but if i could have had an oldest brother or older brother i would have wanted uh, a motivational person so to be yeah. an older brother for lack of better words for other people yeah and right? even for your siblings they look up to you mm-hmm. you want to show them like Here's what you can do if you put your mind to it. Exactly. Here's what discipline can get for you. And just a little bit of hard work and consistency. Yeah. I love that. No, that's a really great way to look at it too. Like not only for other people, but for your family, for your siblings, because they do look up to you. So I love how you put that. Yeah, no, it's 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 cool. It's really cool to be that person. Yeah. Um, and for me, I've always set goals and I've always accomplished them. And awesome that's, that's cool. what we like to hear exactly i mean from being kind of like a nobody middle school to like slowly being good with everyone and all the clicks and then eventually talking on my graduation i know i was yes so you spoke what what kind of speech was it like was it oh wait a graduation speech yes so how did you yes a graduation speech so how did you get picked to do that? Or how did you end up being on the stage giving a speech at your graduation? Well, I kind of just ran for it. And I, okay, and sweet. I picked for it. Nice. And, I know. Uh, I think I listened to that on... Did you post it on Instagram? on Instagram? Okay. Well. I think that's what... Yes. <laughs> awesome. That's yeah. where I listened to it at. It was great, by the way. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah of course. The, the whole thing was to try to be the best. <laughs> try to be the best speech. And I don't know. I thought it was pretty good. A lot no, of people said it was pretty good, so I was like, awesome. Awesome. I just, I just have high standards for myself. So No, but that's good. That's good. High standards, better than low standards. Yeah. I mean, yeah. no, that's really good. And then it got to a point where you almost didn't let me say, uh, stay sexy. I was like. Why not? I, they thought it was uh, sexual innuendo or something like that. Or oh. Something, something bad. But if gotcha. you think about it, I mean, we're in. When we're in high school, we're graduating, we're adults. Yeah. And that's like your motto. That's like your tagline. Yeah. That's like what you say. That's like what you're branding that's, around. That's what I said. Too. So it's not even just like, oh, I'm just saying it to say it. It's yeah. like, no, that's kind of what I've built up. You know, that's kind of what I say after a video or something like that. It's not just I'm saying this to say it. It's like, yeah. it has meaning behind it. And I guess the meaning behind it yes. is is that no matter if you're big or tall or you're fat or skinny or whatever you're going through, mm-hmm. you should always feel sexy. So by that, I you, like should, it. you should always stay sexy. I like it. And 
I mean, that's the model that I've always kept since middle school, and I kept it on through ne- through now. And um, either way, I was going to get set at the graduation speech. And I kind of, at the end of my speech, I kind of raised my arms for everyone else to say it with me, and a lot of people did, so it was cool. Oh, yeah. They, they already got it. <laughs> they already got it. If I didn't say it, the crowd was going to say it, so. Period. Yeah. <laughs> and so, okay, the last thing before we end on this our ending note is what are the best ways to achieve your goals because you're big into goals and Mm -hmm. setting them and achieving them what's your secret formula of achieving a goal because a lot of people make goals but they just can't obtain it and finish it yeah what's your secret honestly i think it's all about jumping in you just got to do it it's like the rock said um day one or one day and you should always aspire to make it day one and um you have to choose the hard right instead of the easy wrong by that i mean it's really easy when the alarm goes off to sleep in bed and too easy yeah it's really easy (laughs) and it's, it's easy just to stay in bed and you know it's easy to skip a class it's easy to not go to church or or not do all this stuff and and party but is it is it the right thing to do i don't know uh you have to try the hard right the hard right is you know getting up for bed or or going to class or studying for a test instead Mm -hmm. of going to a party it's all about that you gotta choose the hard right instead of the easy wrong and i think if you live by that in your life then you'll see a lot more things happen and come to fruition into your life so i love that advice and it it seems like you like the quotes you like the quotes and i I like that because i also like the quotes the quotes i mean one of the quotes that got me going was the rocky balboa quote um in his in his movies it ain't about how hard you hit it's about how hard you get hit and keep moving forward how much you can take and keep moving forward that's how winning is done and i mean i can go on on. i could rephrase it there was a time where i could say it start to finish but <laughs> but it was, it's a good quote and i think a lot of people just need to you know take it and run with it because mm-hmm. i mean life's too short life is too short we're already sophomores in college oh we yeah. met when we were juniors oh yeah no and yeah so so if that, if that's how fast time's gonna be eventually we're gonna be 30 40 50. holy well, and like people are already turning like 20 mm-hmm that's what I'm saying. Two decades, and it's like, oh, 20 so young, but we're like, holy cow, 20? Slow down. Let's yeah, slow holy down. cow. And that, like, my biggest fear is I'm not going to accomplish my, my goals and dreams, right? And then you'll have those times where it's like, oh, my yeah. gosh, it seems so far away. Mm-hmm. But but you got to work at it every day. Work on it every single yeah. day, and it'll come closer. It's mm-hmm. like, like if you're saving up for something, you find a penny in the ground, you're one more penny away from product, right? Yep. Um, You always got to try and strive for for greatness and strive for something better than you um, yes there's this there's a story i read all right so one of the one of the things i've actually heard um i just read it actually and it kind of reflected on what we just talked about um was there was an elephant and a dog pregnant at the same time and then three months down the line the dog gave birth to six puppies six months later the dog was pregnant again and, and nine months on gave birth to another dozen puppies the pattern continued, and on the 18th month, the dog approached the elephant, questioning, are you sure that you are still pregnant? 
and we became pregnant on the same day. I have given birth three times to a dozen puppies, and they are all now grown to become big dogs, yet you are still pregnant. What's going on? The elephant replied, there is something I want you to understand. What I'm carrying is not a puppy, but an elephant. I only give birth to one in two years. When my baby hits the ground, the earth feels it. When my baby crosses the road, human begins to stop and watch in admiration. What I carry draws attention. So what I'm carrying is mighty and great. The moral of the story is don't lose faith when you see others receive answers to their prayers. That that being said, goals. Don't be, mm -hmm. don't be, don't lose faith in your goals. If you haven't received your own blessing, don't despair. Say to yourself, my time is coming. And when it hits the surface of the earth, people shall yield in admiration. So continue to work towards your goals and you'll see the results. I love that. <laughs> I love that. That was also a great thing to end on. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, thank you. And for all your wisdom and for taking your time. Of course. Thank you for inviting me to your awesome of podcast course. and this awesome setup. So. No, <laughs> I literally whipped this out from a bag in the corner of my room so yes but of course well well thank you everyone for listening go on apple podcast spotify give it a five stars never hurt nobody write a review if you're feeling generous and go follow the podcast on instagram at the nest podcast with estella you can find Kason at small 23 on instagram and um yeah, you can use my links and codes to all different kinds of products. Awesome. And I will link that down in the description for everybody. And yeah, until next time. Always remember to stay sexy.